0: Welcome back. We are in Revelation chapter 5, verse 11. Let's go. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. So starting with verse verse 11. Then I looked, so this is John looking, And I heard the voice of many angels around the throne. So he's able to look and to hear. This is him being taken up to heaven to visualize it, to see it. It is in harmony. God is revealing this to us on purpose because he wants us to know these things. It's being revealed through this book of Revelation. We want to be careful if we see books or movies that are based on heavenly experiences, compare them and contrast them to scripture. Don't view scripture through the lens of a movie or a book or someone's supposed experience, but view that experience through the lens of the Bible. The Bible is our lens. It should be how we see the world. It is the worldview. It is the truth. We already talked about this, the six, six books written by 40 different people. Great languages, three continents, 1,500 years. You know that over and over, and we'll go through that because it's amazing and it's important. So we're going to look at everything through the lens of Scripture. So God has purpose for why He has and why He's revealing this. And you and I today are studying this because God revealed this to John on purpose, intentionally. This is the inspired Word of God. It's written in the Bible. It is God's message, His love letter to us. So we want to understand that and pay attention to it. So it says. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne. So, angels have voices because it says, "I hear the voice of many angels around the throne." Remember, the throne is set in heaven, the center of the universe. And it says the living creatures, and the elders. So the creatures that could be the cherubim, the seraphim, those those angelic beings it could also mean cats, dogs. Well, we know there's at least one horse. In heaven, right? Because Jesus comes back riding a white horse in Revelation, I think it's 19. I'm not looking at the moment. I heard one pastor put it a great way. It's certainly a comedic way. And he said, people ask me all the time as a pastor, they're like, pastor, is my dog or cat are going to be in heaven? Are their dogs and cats going to be in heaven? And he has a simple response. He says, I don't know about your dogs and cats, but my dogs are going to be in heaven. So, I don't know, um, God gave us these cool creatures on earth, cats, dogs, horses, whatever, and I think they're going to be in heaven, um, I don't know exactly what that looks like, but I don't know why he wouldn't have animals around if he thought they were cool on earth, I think He'll think they're cool on, in heaven, so those are my thoughts on that, and it continues on, it said, I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, so he's hearing the angels, he's hearing the creatures, he's hearing the elders. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. So just imagine lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of people. And these are angels and creatures and elders. And there's lots of them. Remember how many angels there are? And a third of them were cast to the earth. You can't even count them. There's so many. And it says, they were saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Remember that the only one who is worthy is the lamb. And that's why it says worthy is the lamb who was slain. So they're referencing Jesus, who is the lamb, who was slain. So they're looking at him in his act of reconciling us to God the Father. His act of being our ransom, the act of redeeming us, the act of being for us giving us the ability to have our sins forgiven permanently, past, present, and future. Not just covered like the blood of an animal from the Old Testament, but literally put away, never seen again. So we see continued references not to Jesus saying, Look at me, the conquering king, but look at the lamb who was slain. And so I encourage us to think about that for, especially Jewish people, a lot of Jewish people who are not Messianic Jews, who do not believe that Jesus is the Messiah. If that's you listening right now, I just encourage you to think that a lot of the Jewish tradition was waiting and still waiting for an earthly king, for the Messiah to come to be this conquering king on earth. And trust me, we know from the Bible that he absolutely will. But the first time, his first coming... He had to come as something different. He had to come as a suffering servant, as that ox, rather than the eagle, if you will, uh, to suffer for us, to show us that he understands our humanity, our pain and our suffering, because he had amazing, horrible pain and suffering. So when you're going through that pain and suffering, know that you are not alone. He is right there with you, and he doesn't want you to feel alone. And remember that you and God make a majority. It goes on to say, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Verse 13, And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth, and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, I heard saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. So... Let's look at Isaiah forty-five twenty-three. I've sworn by myself, the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return that to me, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall take an oath. Revelation twenty eleven to 15 says, then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven flee away and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to the works by the things which are written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone found not written, not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So, this is probably looking after the second coming. I'm not sure what this means for unbelievers. I think it means even other unbelievers will praise him, but will still reject him. So, it's saying, you know, verse 13, and every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth, and as such are in the sea, and all that are in them, I heard saying, blessing and honor and glory and power. So, is this just believers? glorifying God who sits on the throne, or is this believers and unbelievers? I'm not sure the answer to that, and you may know that answer. Um, It's not clear to me right now. It's a non-essential. It's not going to change my view of theology, so one thing that you'll hear me talk about and I encourage you to think about are the essentials and the non-essentials. The essentials, there is no compromise, right? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. There's not another way. The coexistence bumper sticker doesn't make sense because it's contradictory in itself. It's illogical. There can only be one way. There is truth. Truth is unbending. And the essentials of Christendom, of the things of Jesus, they can't bend. But there are non-essentials that we can interpret differently we can agree to disagree on but they're not going to change the core Uh, examples of essentials for uh, for example (laughs) um are jesus is god there's a trinity father son and the holy spirit they're three persons in one godhead not multiple gods jesus was god he came to earth he died for our sins he rose from the dead he ascended to heaven those are essentials those can't be changed those can't be compromised or negotiated so right here whether it's believers or believers and unbelievers i'm not quite sure in this verse Um, at some point the even the unbelievers will cry out that they recognize that god is worth worshiping he is worth worthy of it he is to be glorified but they will still be so hardened in their hearts and so prideful that they will still continue to reject him and verse 14 says, Then the four living creatures said, Amen. And the twenty-four elders fell down and worshipped him, who lives forever and ever. So the creature said, Amen. Amen means true. It means, I agree. Uh, when you're in a service and you hear a... Or you're praying at home over the dinner table or something, uh, I'll often say, Amen, when someone else is praying during the prayer. And just means, I agree with that. That's true. It's it's glorifying God. And remember that God is the Amen. And the 24 elders fell down and worshipped him who lives forever. Who who are they worshipping? They're worshipping him. Who is him? That is God. So they're worshipping God who lives forever and ever. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Lord, help us to understand that you are so humble and so loving and so caring that you don't need to be idolized of this person of, Oh, you're just powerful and I have to respect you because of that. You came as a suffering servant who felt our pain, who went through the suffering like we go through. So we can rest assured in that, that we're not alone. We know that you are worthy to die on the cross. You're worthy of worship. You're worthy of power. You have the power. You have the glory. May we recognize our place and honor you, Lord. In your name, amen. Thank you so much for listening today. Now it's time to go and make disciples, to be the hands and feet of Jesus to show people who Jesus is, so that we have the right to tell them who Jesus is. I'd encourage you to share this by social media, text, or email, with someone who you think could benefit from learning more about the Word of God. Have a blessed day.